Hello, winners, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Wrong Button Podcast, where we talk all things nerd, most things video game, and generally anything else that we greatly enjoy. I am joined by the ever-tranquil Adrian Chambly. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. All right, I actually have a cat that's demanding to be in my lap right now, so I'm like trying not to shift too much and make a lot of noise on my end. Uh. Um, <laughs> But I'm I'm excited to have you on here. Uh, you and I have streamed together, and uh, we've been talking on and off for probably what about three years now. Yep, about, I think a little bit longer than that. About, a little bit longer. Um, uh, I'll say about four, four years. Yeah, four years. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, I've been I've been following your channel for a while. You do a lot of uh, retro game reviews as well as uh, retro style uh, style playing of games. Uh, which was an era that I completely missed. So it's very hard for me to go back because of the modern creature comforts in a lot of games. But I always enjoy watching your channel because you play them uh, with a great practiced ease. Uh, And then your reviews are always really fun of kind of tapping into that nostalgia of, hey, this is what games were like back in the day. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um I do do a lot of um, retro games. I feel like they're just there's a um, there's a comfort to them. And there's also um, like I know them like the back of my hand, so it's like I know what I'm getting myself into. I know this game. Like say for instance, um, Mario. I I know Mario. I know what to do. It won't take me long to get through it. I could just sit down, play it, and then get it done. But a newer game, it's a little. Di- I try to do a lot of newer games and it's a little difficult for me and it's um it, it's it, newer games it's a, it's a bigger um I think it's a little bit harder for newer games I should just say uh is it so what I'll actually go into the topic because you said it, it's it was a comfort game for you uh and you did a a fantastic video uh let me just double check my time here uh, yeah, it's a little over a month ago where you did Sonic uh, Sonic 2 um, as your comfort game. And you went into this really good explanation of what made Sonic 2 such a, a great comfort game for you. And it really got me thinking about like, hey, what's if I had a comfort game, what would that be? What would be uh, a style of game or a game that I, I, I can sit down, play to relax, uh, doing stuff for channels, trying to grow a channel, uh, streaming, being engaging. You, I, At least for me, I realize there are times where I kind of uh, lose what I love about the game because I'm trying to explain it and put it out there. Then I'm also trying to put the game out there, showcase it, be good at it. And it to me, it makes it harder. But you talked about Sonic 2 being this game that you were able to, to go back through um, and play because you knew it so well. You played it for a stressful day at work. You played it when you were a kid. Uh, and you had this really long explanation. I'll put a link to the video below because I don't want to rehash the video. Uh, you should definitely go watch it because it is an outstanding video. Uh, but the when you, when you were saying that, you were saying older games bring you a comfort because you know what to expect, especially compared to a newer game. Uh, is it... Is it because the the newer games are these, I, I want to say like this long drawn out experience, almost like going to the movies, except, you know, in, in a game form where it's like, hey, you're going to sit down and you're going to play this 
let's say on average 12 hour investment nowadays um i think there's a little you know what this is a little bit of that a lot of games are i wouldn't even say longer well yeah there's they're a lot longer than compared to um retro games retro games if you really go through a retro game you know, it takes you like an hour or two to beat them uh games today will take you about eight hours tops and um i feel like with a lot of um newer games today it's uh, um i love newer games today first off i'm not trying to crap on them i love newer games i i'm a gamer at the end of the day but with newer games you have this it's it's a um you you i guess it's it's i can't really put my finger on it really i just feel like when, I, when it comes to retro games it's um it takes me back to when i was a kid mm-hmm. and um i have a lot of nostalgia for that like when i first started to become a gamer like mario world was my um I think it was the game that really like kind of made me a gamer and like there was a bit more of an ease. It was tough at the time when I was a kid, but it's a little bit more of a ease to it. And it's, um, it, it wasn't as like, you didn't have to do all these super difficult tasks to get through it. I feel like games today, you have to do a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I would I would say not a lot of thinking to it. it just seems that they're a lot more um it's just hard for you to sit down and relax with games today, I think. Because you got there's so much going on and there's so much um there's so much going on and there's um you gotta I can't it's hard to put my finger on it. I just feel like there's a lot more going on with games today. And there's uh, compared to like in the past. In the past, I could just like let's look at Mario World for a second. Compared to like Mario Odyssey, Mario World you go from point A to point B, mm-hmm. simple, easy, but not. Yeah, there's some secrets here and there, but just from point A to point B, it's fine. And you look at Mario Odyssey, you got to find all these crazy uh, was it moons in that game? All these moons, you got to do these tasks to get these moons. You got to do all these crazy jumps to get these hidden moons, and then. There's not a comfort there. It's a fun game, though. Don't get me wrong. I love the game to death, but it's not like I. It's not a game I could just sit down and relax to. The joy of Mario is obfuscated by all of the all of the extras in that game, because yeah. like Mario Odyssey, I I I think is probably and this is someone who like the only Mario games I played were uh, Super Mario World Six Golden Coins on the Game Boy. I played Mario sixty four. Uh, I played the DS version of it and just didn't enjoy it as much. I don't know. I, I can't tell you what I didn't enjoy about it, but it didn't have the same uh, like grip like that, that I wanted to keep playing it like when I was a kid. But the it, it's almost like a, the, the charm in Super Mario Odyssey is the is the straight through blitz of the game where you get to experience everything like you're doing little tasks, but it, it ultimately has that same feeling of an original Mario game where it's like, you're going to go here, you're going to fight this boss, you're going to clear the world, you're going to be on to the next level. Um, straightforward, taking more of the 3D Mario approach where it's like, okay, fight a boss, collect, like, traverse one thing, and then the final one's always, like, to get to the next world, it's like a race, a boss, a traversal, and maybe, like, a hidden one. But 
you play and you go to the next world, you keep doing that, but it kind of locks out part of the ending and is like, no, please go back and redo all of this uh, to get everything else. Yeah. and, And when you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking all the all the games nowadays where it's like for me, my comfort games are games where I can get incredibly lost in a story like Horizon Zero Dawn is this mm-hmm. amazing comfort game for me because I can go do all the side quests and but the story is what I want to get lost in and that's why I find it to be such a such a comfort because uh, when I was younger like I read a lot so the stories were always that but we're gonna continue down your 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 trek of of classic games being um, a comfort and a, a relaxed game for you because uh, gonna bring me to something. Uh, that's going to get a little bit more nuanced as we go. Uh, some of the other games I can play very well are like a, a first-person shooter, especially a sci-fi one. I'm, I'm currently going through uh, the Crisis trilogy because uh, I, I didn't get a chance to play it as a kid. Uh, but as as an adult, I really want to play it because I played Halo, I played Resistance, I played Gears, and those are massive comfort games for me because it's very methodical. I, I really know what to expect. But the level of difficulty for a newer game compared to a lot of retro games, like I've I've heard the horror story of how hard the Lion King is. <laughs> oh, and oh, I yeah. and I watch speedrunners. I'll watch GDC or I'll watch GDQ. I'm sorry, uh, S Speed. Oh God, was it speedrun games done quick? Games done quick. Oh, uh, awesome uh, games S- done quickly. AGDQ and SDDQ, yeah. Thank you. I had to t- think it out. Uh, and and they play these these side scrollers, and I'm like, you're talking to someone. I can't even beat Shovel Knight. Like, it's a great game. It's gorgeous. Like Yacht Club put out an amazing game, and I got Cyber Shadow as well. And I can't get past the first level. So for someone who can play a retro game, like you uh, you were talking before this about doing some working, can I spoil a little bit of what you're working on? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you're working on something for Castlevania, um, and I'm assuming it's older Castlevania, not newer Castlevania. It's the first one. Okay. I've tried playing that because uh, you can get that on your 3DS emulator. And once again, that first level <laughs> is is is, is mind-numbing. I've watched lots of Let's Plays on it. How are you with the, the that... Um... Wait, so the question is, do you even find that a challenge? Or are you like, nope, I can just... I like jump, whip, this is how the game works. No, Castlevania's hard. It's a okay. hard game. I this review when I um I recently beat the game for the first time. I last week I beat the game for the first time. Okay. So yeah, it's a um it's a hard game. It's not just you. The game is difficult. Um and part of that is because the, the control is stiff. I will complain I complain about the control being stiff and how you can't control your jump and whatnot. It's a hard game. Yes. Just the, that's the facts about it, but mm-hmm. um, the thing. Well, what really helps me out though with that game is that um, um, it's again, it's um, if you really like look at a game like that, it it can be pretty simple if you just take your time with it. Um, mm-hmm. and so as a game, you have to um, yeah, you have to take your time, just um, kind of. Be aware of your surroundings and whatnot, and when you do that, it can it can actually it actually isn't as hard as um as hard as you may think. Cause you go through it later on, so wow, this is actually pretty easy. And like one of the bosses, um, Death, 
he's um, probably the hardest boss in the game. But if you have fire bombs and you do a certain, um, you just spam fire bombs at him in a certain area, then he's a, it's um, it's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you gotta have the fire bombs to do it. If you don't have the fire bombs, then um, pray. <laughs> but um, Castlevania is a hard game. A lot of those games are. They're, they're they're just flat out hard, and I and to be honest with you, that's the only Castlevania game I've ever beaten. <laughs> is the first really? one okay? Yeah, and you got to the Lion King. You mentioned the Lion King. Yeah, that see that brought me back to when I was a kid playing that game. I love that. I love the movie too. It's my all time favorite movie. Oh yeah, that, that game. Uh, I remember my cousin got the game. My little cousin, he got the game and brought it over to my house and we started playing it and man just brought me back memories it was a hard game too that second level used to was i can't can't wait to be king that level was a nightmare i used to i hated that level and um there was another level the level after stampede that level was difficult the hakuna matata levels hard Back then, yeah, when I was a kid, those levels were hard. I remember I was the one who got to, um, I got to the part where he's actually an adult and like, my, um, <clears throat> my cousin's mom showed up and she was like, you got this far? I was like, yeah. So it wasn't easy though. It was tough. It's, uh, it's a tough game. I actually did eventually beat the game though, but it's a tough game. And but it it just brought me back memories on how um of playing that when I was a kid because man those Disney games are pretty hard in general. Oh, I I know I've seen like Aladdin, I've seen a few, and the platforms it, it literally looks like they take the same or they they take here's the here's the here's the Lion King. Now you're playing as Aladdin, and we're just changing the background on the textures, and yet you have the next game. Um, you you know what though, Aladdin's actually one of the easier ones. I will say that. <laughs> That's actually one of the easier games. The um, Super Nintendo one's a cinch. That's an easy game. The Genesis one's a little harder, but that's the better one of the two. But if you want a hard Disney game, play Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story's the I, hardest one of the bunch. I remember when Toy Story came out back in the day. It's the, that's the one I actually remember seeing and and playing. And I do remember uh, how hard that could be just like getting out of Andy's room in the first level. Um. <laughs> So for for relaxing now, because you said you went back and played Sonic too, mm-hmm. uh, and most two D side scrollers like the the simplicity of the game of you start left, go right, or we're going to have the subversion level where you're going to go from right to left. Those games are always like, they're always presented as this very easy mecha- mechanically easy. Like you don't have a ton. You can do your spin dash. You can do. Uh, your your bounce, and then you can you run fast. You're Sonic, but getting towards that game, like especially when you get to the water levels and the music, uh, getting to the air bubbles, not being able to go as fast, having to wait for certain things. Um, do you find that the that the stress of because I, I want to say those games had a great job of of kind of manufacturing um, a level of stress that I like even playing like Demon Souls, Dark Souls. I don't even think that those games like get to because Demon Souls, Dark Souls, I always felt like, oh hey, Bloodborne, I know what I'm doing when I'm messing up. I I know what I need to fix. But when it comes to a game 
that's a little bit older where the mechanics are simpler and maybe the game's a little bit rougher at points. Uh, do you still find that like that's what's relaxing to you because of of that challenge of especially how unforgiving they are? Um, not really, actually. I mean, there was. I remember as a kid, I would struggle with those levels all the time. And then as I got older, as I got used to the, like, knew what to do, it just became a cinch to me. And it's like, they're practically, it's practically just another, like, simple obstacle for me now. Um, but I remember as a kid, they did uh, give me a lot of stress, especially, um, what was it? There's a level on Sonic 2, the, um, the level where you're on the plane, there's mm-hmm. a sky chase, and then there's a wing fortress. The level used to, um, man, talk about your heart beating out of your chest. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, those levels used to give me that. Um, no, I don't. I, the the comfort I get from those games actually is from the fact that um, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've done this before like a bajillion times. I know what to do. I can just sit back, relax, and just. It's like a muscle memory. Okay. Game, yeah. Sonic Two is like muscle memory for me. Like I know what to do. I know what's coming up next, and I know how to do this, how to beat whatever boss or whatnot. And it's muscle memory. Like I could beat um, was a Silver Sonic, um, in like ten seconds because there's a trick to it. You could look it up on YouTube. There's a little trick on how to beat him. But like I'm comfortable doing that because I've played the game so many times and um and i think it's like that with a lot of games like people even play dark souls like mm. i've watched them play the games i've watched speedrunners go through just go through it like it's nothing and it's like always heartbreaking it took me 12 tries to beat that boss and you walked up and said oh let me hit you twice <laughs> we could do that and which one uh i was i was um you said you were watching people speed run yeah and oh, uh, yeah. i i love watching agdq i love watching sgdq uh and my wife will oftentimes join me when i'm watching that because i put on like the big screen especially when they do like the dark souls or the bloodborne run she'll she'll just be like didn't i watch you dot don't even talk about it and she's like she's like but you died like third <laughs> don't we're not gonna do this right now and he just walked up and i'm like you know what um and, and so it is one of those where you're right. You you watch people play it with such practiced ease. Is that to you though what what makes a game comfort? Is it the practiced ease of it, or can you can you find like the same level of comfort? Say, uh, just because I know like Yacht Club Games puts out um, puts out like old school feeling two D side scrollers, like they did Cyber Shadow, they did um, they did Shovel Knight. And those games are, are like, for me, th- those are probably more stressful because the bosses, the patterns, I find them incredibly hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but how how are you when it comes to to new games? Can almost any 2D, like, retro-feeling game become a comfort game for you, even if you've never played it? Or is it exclusively to the ones like, you know what, I've played it, I, I know where everything's going to be, and it really doesn't, it, it, it's not much of a challenge for me. It has to be a game that I've gone through already a few times that I've I know what I'm getting myself into. I know what's coming up next. It's a com like you said, the comfort ease of something. That's mm-hmm. what um 
It has to have that. Like, um, Breath of the Wild can't be a comfort game for me because hey, I haven't finished it yet. And, like, there's no comfort ease, especially when you run into those, um, what was those, those, uh, uh, Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Those Guardians, they one sh- they'll one shot you. There's no comfort ease there. But, um, I could play, um, I could, I can play um, probably a link to the past. Yeah, link. Yeah, link, not a link to the past. Um, Ocarina of Time. I could play that game. I could get some comfort out of that because I've um, gone through it so many times. I understand what to do, and I know, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared that to like a um, Breath of the Wild uh, with the newer retro games. Um, I would say, um, Shovel Knight, there's a little bit of comfort ease for me there. I haven't beaten Shovel Knight yet, actually, but, um, the game, I don't, the game doesn't seem that hard to me. It's, uh, there's a, it's a, um, that there's a simplicity there that Mm -hmm. I enjoy, that I really enjoy. And, um. It also helps that when you die, there's no huge punishment when you die. So that also helps as well. But it's not a game where I get stressed out. It, it's a um, it does I could see that being like a future comfort game for me. But I have to get, I have to finish the game first. It's a game that I've, I think I got like halfway through it and I just stopped playing because I started playing something else. Something always happens. Oh yeah, the, uh, the the um. Uh, that that feels like to be the the biggest dilemma is like oh i started this game and unless i i sit down and force myself to go through it like uh, i got scarlet nexus and generally it's a it's a great game not not knocking on it but it is one of those games where i picked it up and i was playing it um and i i forget why i i just haven't like gotten back to it i've also done the same thing i'm trying to get through ninja gaiden uh which will kind of bring me to a, a, a further point up the road here uh ninja gaiden uh, just the first one. Uh, the 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 remastered uh, trilogy. Oh, the one that got released on Switch. Uh, I'm playing on PlayStation Five. Uh, PS5. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of the first game. I I fought the giant pink demon the first time. That's uh Rachel's sister. Uh, I I beat that, and that's one of those games where I I and I'll watch people play games like that like i watch uh my my like real big into especially like how i designed my channel was a lot of it was taking inspiration from uh the super best friends play i just don't have the i didn't have the background that they did so a lot of the channel has been like me learning more about games game design game development uh and as well as uh storytelling podcasting just learning this dialogue but how do you feel about going back to let's say a transitional era do you, do you have like any like so when i say transitional era um like i love the devil may cry series i have played uh one three four five and i can play four and five all day because they have enough creature comforts that i'm like the camera moves it's not as it's it doesn't have that like fixed so i feel like i can lock on better it makes me feel like i can do fights better uh and i can actually beat the game and play the game how it's supposed to be played uh, whereas if I go back and let's say play uh, Devil May Cry three, 
arguably it is it is a fantastic game i i'm not like saying anything on it but the way the game plays for me like coming from someone who's only played like let's say seriously played from the ps2 generation and i never got into devil may cry for because i was a dumb kid and i didn't know any better uh so (laughs) I, i i really didn't play those games i was i was always very big into military games uh like shaping up my military career there uh so how do you feel about like games from that transitional era where it's like yes i'm not like devil may cry 5 devil may cry or i'm sorry devil may cry 1 devil may cry 3 are these amazing games are you able to go back to games of that era where it was like hey this was a great game but it has a lot of uh jank that makes it harder to play first off i love how you skipped over two <laughs> i've been told not to play two don't play and two. i have i i haven't like I want to out of morbid curiosity. I have because to. Uh huh. I have to, but it's more so just so like I have the collection of it. I have all five games. I have two just for collection's sake. I mm-hmm. did beat um I did beat Dante's story in part two in um Don't Make Cry Two. It's eh, it was years ago I beat that game, just Dante's story. I've actually never played as the girl. You're not missing anything. <laughs> but what was you saying? Um, so, uh, so like going back to that, let's say go back to like Devil May Cry three. Are you able to go back because like we, we've talked about like the the side scroller and the retro games? I it would Devil May Cry like the first one or the third one be considered retro nowadays? Now, like it's it's almost what twenty years old. Yeah, I would consider it retro. Devil May Cry one is twenty actually, so it came out two thousand one. Yeah, it's a twenty year old game. I would consider yeah. it retro. Can you go back to that era of retro and find like do you have a, do you have a, do you have a comfort game of that era of retro? Um, let's see here. Uh, if I really think about it, um, I guess I could probably say Jack and Daxter, um, Metal Gear Solid Two, definitely. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three, that's another one. I love Metal Gear, big fan. Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3. I was a big Silent Hill fan when I was in high school. Um, let's see here. Let me think. Uh, anything else? Hmm. No. Uh, I, I would say some of those games. Devil May Cry, I think it's a little too... I love Devil May Cry, but I think it'll be. It's I'm not like as like skilled at that game just yet to be like for me to consider to be a comfort game. Um, I wish I was more skilled. I love. I play five. I'll play five probably once a month. Like I pop it back in. I'm like I just need to replay it. I have five right now. Actually, I just need. I need to get back. I need to actually like play it and like finish it. I just I get new games and I say, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play. I start playing it, then something else shows up, and you know. Mm-hmm. Same every time or work comes up <laughs> <laughs> so because i know you said you said metal gear you said metal gear solid 2 mm-hmm. uh and metal gear have you played metal gear solid 5 or metal gear solid 4 i've played and beaten 4 5 i've never finished i still mm-hmm. have 5 i need to finish 5 eventually so i can finish the um i guess the main series mm-hmm. I, i'm a massive metal, metal gear fan but 5 was a little weird for me it was different um it was like what episodic and you and uh it was it 
was weird. It was a weird game. I remember playing it for like a few days, and then I kind of stopped. I was about to do something else. I still really got to it afterwards. But I do want to go back and finish it. I already know how it ends, though. And I think the ending is stupid, personally. But Where Punished Snake rides off into the west? Yeah, and then the character you created is the character you've been playing against the whole time. And it's like, yes. that, that's dumb. Like, I tried to avoid spoilers, and then I heard that that was the big plot twist. I said, wow, that was stupid. <laughs> I wasn't even mad that I found out. <laughs> yeah. It was so dumb. <laughs> the... So for let's like go ahead and go ahead into that because like this aside from uh like aside from Metal Gear Solid Five like uh, the questionable direction of that game uh but like that's that's outside of everyone's control can you if you go back especially playing like so for me uh I've played the, the my closest relationship to that is going to be the Splinter Cell games I I've played ah, Splinter Cell yeah. one through uh Blacklist. Uh, I've played all of them. I've beaten them all. I have beaten all of them on the hardest difficulty. Um, going back, especially when the Splinter Cell trilogy came out, uh, after playing, I think it came out like right after Blacklist, going back and replaying those games with the old control scheme where it wasn't like the, uh, where it wasn't like the, um, the triggers as or, or R2, L2, uh, being how you shot in the game and being like having to rely on the buttons and just this awkward non ergonomical control scheme. It it it, it like it, I was I was playing the game. And I just remember being like until I got back into it and I like it. I had to practice to get back into it. Are you able to just go? Okay, I, I've been playing you know a, a modern game. So I'm not I'm talking about those creature comforts. I'm talking L two is aim where a lot of control schemes are, are more or less universal now are you able to just switch back and go okay i'm gonna play metal gear solid 2 today and i like all right now i'm back i can i remember the control scheme i'm good to go or is it like a warm-up are you able to just adapt like that when you go back i can adapt pretty fast i think depending on the game i can adapt pretty fast like metal gear i can get back to that Splinter Cell, I haven't played Splinter Cell in a while, but I think if I did get back and start playing that again, because mm-hmm. I had the original Xbox ones, I think I would Ooh. be okay with that. Good choices. Could... Huh? I said good choice. I'm Splinter Cell, like they just announced a new one, so I had a chance oh, to yeah, plug that. Oh yeah, I about that. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I can. It depends on the game. There's certain games I'm like, how did I play this? <laughs> but like... um. But um, I say games from the PS2 era. Uh, I I would be able to um get back in and play pre- and um be fine with it. Just take probably about give me a couple of minutes. I may like have to tinker some of the controls a little bit. But other than that, I think I'll be okay. It's not a um, it's not a big deal to me as long as the controls aren't broken mm-hmm. or like stiff or whatnot. That's what. That's what would bug me more so than anything. Because you know what? Tank controls and like horror games don't bother me. So like the awkward control of Silent Hill, High Silent Hill 1 and 2, where it's... Because I always thought the, the hardest part for those wasn't necessarily the tank controls. It was the, it was the camera shift. Ah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, I can do tank controls, 
but as soon as it shifts and it's like okay now you're walking back the way you came and it's like you have to like recognize when the shift is coming and i know especially back then that was to make the game harder because you're in a horror setting so if you make things uncomfortable to do it's going to extend that horror element out a lot further than necessary let's say uh if you you know play a modern resident evil where it's like no i I, like if i if i aim right if i know exactly what i'm doing you know i've got the pistol from the beginning of the game and you can walk through most of the game with that pistol as long as you're smart with your resources and how you how you play the game and how you plan yeah resident evil Silent hill uh i was talking about resident well because i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound horrible potato potato like it's this it's the same thing because the the whole game like they're they're both the same tank controls. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil has a little bit more to it because it is more of that zombie action. But even still, like Silent Hill, I know what you get a pistol in. I think you can get a shotgun in that game. Yeah, you get a pistol. You... you get a shotgun. You get a rifle. Okay, you do get. The... I I couldn't remember if you got the right. Oh, that's right, because the rifle like trivializes the final boss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. Because I I thought you got the shotgun from uh, beating up the bully uh the kid the 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 portly kid who kills people. The, uh, I thought uh, that. Talk about Silent Hill two. Yeah, Silent Hill two. Silent Hill two. Wait, when did you get the shotgun? Silent Hill two. It was um. You got the shotgun in the um. I think you got it in a hospital. You got it in a hospital, I believe, if I remember okay. correctly. It's been a while since I played it. Yeah, you got the yeah, you got the shotgun in the hospital in Silent Hill too, and then um, you got a um, you get a rifle in the uh, the prison, the prison. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the prison's where you fought Pyramid Head, correct? Uh, you fought Pyramid Head in the where did you fight? It was in some weird spot, like. He shows up like a bajillion times. Like I remember, you first fight him in the um, in the apartment building. Yeah, because like, he fr- he's Go across ahead. the way, isn't he? No, the apartment building. <clears throat> what I was it the hospital you go to first with Mary or not Mary, but uh the the stand-in for Mary, and he's like across the hall, or is that was that the apartment building where you see him and he doesn't move? Uh no, it's um in the apartment building. You go to the apartment building. You go in this one room, you hear this scream, you go up, you're supposed to go to a certain door, but you see him behind these bars just looking at you. Yeah. And you like get like a chill down your spine. And then you later see him in, you later go into this other room in the apartment building and you see him do something to this monster and that kind of freaked me the hell out. The mannequin, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I actually turned the game off after this. So I can't do this. <laughs> and it's... then, what's up? I was like, it's it's amazing. Like, I, I, I saw that much older. Uh, and I, I watched like a, a video essay on it. Like a, I watched, I watched the best friends playthrough of it, and I, I'll go back and watch it every year because it's so, it's so good. Uh, and I, I remember like getting to that scene and them just being quiet, and how awkward that scene was. Oh yeah, it was crazy. It was. Whew, I was playing it at night too. I, that was the mistake I made. I was in the living room by myself at night. It was a night I actually bought the game because a couple of days after Christmas. I buy the game. I'm playing the game. I have the guide with me too, so like I know what the heck I'm doing. And then I'm playing the game, and the guide does say that you see Pyramid Head when you enter the door, but you don't. 
doesn't it doesn't mention what what that what what he's doing or whatnot. So you go in there, I see him doing whatever the heck he's doing. I'm like, oh, I think I like just turned the game off right away and went to bed. I'm, ooh, that's scary. <laughs> uh, and and that is a that that's a uh, yeah, that's now let's say a game like Silent Hill, a game like Resident Evil, especially like. I know for for me, uh, like I said, I didn't grow up with uh, a lot of the the winners. Know this? I didn't grow up playing games. I didn't get into games till I was like fourteen years old. Ah. I could buy my own, so I I got into it much later in life. Uh, I remember kids talk about Devil May Cry. I remember like being like, okay, that sounds cool, I I guess. But like <laughs> my first my first Devil May Cry was DMC, Devil May Cry, oh, and yeah. I remember people being like, I'm really sorry, but the game plays great, like especially the the definitive edition where they've really reworked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I I thought it played fantastic. Story is very edge lord. I get that, but I'm also <laughs> I can also be here for the edge. I've gotten to like like Nero is more my favorite character, and he is very just like brash, uh, arrogant uh, Johnny Young Bosch being himself. But like going back to going back to something like, um like silent hill 2 are you can that game ever be a comfort game for you especially like memories especially as like a child when something terrifies you like for me uh, the goosebumps episode with slappy or the mummy the movie where the black scarabs come out like to this day i have a visceral reaction of like abject horror where i'm like i i will avoid it and not watch it because you had that reaction where you're like, I don't know what's going on. And I have to turn off this game now. Can you go back and make that a comfort game? Or is it like, you know what? It, I can say it's a great game. I can say I know it well, but it can never be. Com- I can never play it as like a comfort. I know this game so well game. Can it be a comfort game? 100% yes. Really? Um, but I'll have to play it in the daytime. <laughs> but um, yeah, it could be a comfort game because... Again, it goes back to what I've said. I know what's coming up. I know Sally Hill 1, 2, and 3, like the back of my head. I know all the jump scares, all the um, what to do and whatnot, what to expect. So I'm used to it now. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a that pyramid head scene I told you uh, we were talking about earlier. Like, I know, I know what it is now. I know what happens. It's not going to scare me anymore. It's still disturbing, but I'm not going to... It's not gonna freak me out anymore because I've seen it so many times. So I'm pretty much desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, so yeah, it could definitely be a comfort game for me. Um, because again, it goes back to the fact that I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know what to do. It's muscle memory for me. I could just play the game and enjoy the. You talking about how a good story is comfort for you? Mm-hmm. Silent Hill stories are, um, especially the second one. The second one has a really good story. The story is a bit of a comfort for me because um, it's pretty interesting. I like reading the lore a little bit and everything about um, the town and whatnot. But yeah, at the end of the day, I know like I, it's like there are games I could just fly through, and um, and it's kind of weird too because I remember when that first one came out. First Silent Hill came out in 99. It terrified me. Mm-hmm. That game terrified me. I was like so afraid to like go back and play the game. 
but a part of me wanted to see it through, wanted to see what was going on in that town, the mystery behind it, why was all this going on? Because I've never seen anything like that in my life, the first Silent Hill. It was so crazy when I was watching. It was it was freaky. And, oh, yeah. And, like, I would go to bed, like, kind of thinking about, man, what's going on? Like, why is that town like that? And this will go on for years until, like, my freshman year in high school. I finally, I uh, got the game from my cousin. I said, you know what? I'm, I have to see this through. And I finally sat down, played the game, and I saw it through. And it was scary. But I finally got it. I finally saw it through, but then I got the bad ending. And I was like, no, I, I got to play it again. I got to get a happy ending out of this. And I kept playing it, trying to get the happy ending. I looked online to figure out how to finally get the happy ending. And I got the happy ending. And <clears throat> I kept playing the game. And what I started to realize is that I really like this series. <laughs> This series is actually really fun. And I started playing the game. It's the, the muscle memory started coming in. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll just play some Silent Hill. Yeah. This it's nothing now. At least the it's, first three games for me. It's one of those games where you can you were able to now uh put it on and, and play through. So the muscle memory that does seem like yeah, and so exactly. far from most of this, like even when you were explaining Sonic 2, it, that is what makes it. Do you have do you have any games that are like retro uh, that like no matter how much you might want it to be, it you'll never have that much like like for whatever reason, like just maybe it's the way the game plays. Maybe it's just like the your like the, the tie to it where you can't make it into a comfort game or could it be one of those things like over time? No, it's you know, I play it two, three times uh, and I can just sit there and be like, yep, this is this is this combo, this boss. I, if I have this item, it makes it easier. Do you have a lot of... Do you have any game where that's either harder for you to do or that you're not able to do that through? Well, Castlevania. <laughs> that's for Castle- one. That will never be a comfort game for me. It's just... The controls are just too stiff for me to... Um, like. Really, I love the game. It's a fun game at the end of the day, but it will never be a comfort game for me. It's just, it's too, there's a lot of frustration there. And like some of the, a lot of, some of the stuff isn't really your fault too. Um, Another one would be the first Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation. Hmm. Not the remake that came out a few years ago. The original Crash Bandicoot. That game was hard. That's a hard game. And, um... Like that compared to like its sequels, like Crash Two and Three, like those can be comfort games. Like Crash Two, I would, I would say Crash Two is a bit of a comfort game for me, um, but Crash One can never be a comfort game for me. Um, another one would be the original Mario Brothers. That would be a comfort game because later in the levels, like I want to pull my hair out. <clears throat> um, You're talking about like the one for the NES, the one yep. that like people speed run and what. Uh, what's the record? Like eight minutes or something like that? Something like insane? Exactly. And I hate them for it too. <laughs> but um, yeah, that one. I can't. That won't be a comfort game for me. Mario 1 or Mario 2. Mario 3 is a comfort game. Um, it's, it's weird because it's my all time favorite video game, but 
I feel like Sonic is more of my comfort game because I've played that more than I played Mario Three. And like I know about uh, Sonic more. It's weird. It's kind of weird. Now, what what separates Mario One and Two from Mario Three for being a comfort game? What where's the delineation where you said, "Hey, these two cannot, but this one can." The simplicity of it, Mario Three. They fine tune the control. I mean, yeah, it's a little. This jump is a little floaty in Three, mm-hmm. but. They everything is fine tuned. The um, you get more power ups. It's it's an easier experience at the end of the day. It's an easier experience. Um, again, also I sh- I never mentioned too like music plays in the factor too. I love the soundtrack to Mario Three. I love the um, I love the um, I, I love the different worlds too. There's a lot. There's just a lot going on with the game. The soundtrack. The controls, the um, the levels aren't as long too, and I think that kind of helps out a bit. The um, the um, yeah, I would say it's just the, it's the way it controls and the um, I was and I would add the music to it as well. Like Mario One has, I mean, it has the iconic Mario theme, four one one theme or whatever. Yep, but you play that game that can. Mario is really stiff. So it's about as stiff as a board where you play and his jump is not the best. It's a um it's kind of a hard game, a game to control, but like it takes a lot of getting used to. And Mario 2 is um it's easier to control, but it's a game that I haven't played as much. Mm-hmm. I've beaten the game, but I've haven't played nearly as much as um, one and three. I think it's probably because how different it is. Um, like I used to not really care for it. Now I do like it though. But it's a. Um, I don't want to say it's a complicated game, but it can be a little frustrating at times too. Like there's some mechanics I'm not the biggest fan of, but. Um. um but it is a fun game. It's a little um there could it's a little hard though. It's a kind of a hard game too. Like their continue system is pretty lame. Like you um I don't know. It's a um it's a harder game for me to um to really get through. A little a, a little harder, I should say. I'm rambling right now. <laughs> no, you're I, I, I and I, I see what you're what you're saying there, because I, I was sitting there going like because music, you're, you're completely right. Like, in my opinion, at least uh, when it comes to playing a game, like if a game has good music, uh, like uh, Halo ODST is my favorite Halo. Um, okay. I can always go back and play it because to me, it has the best musical score. Uh, so for me, it, it is a comfort game. It scratches that sci fi shooter that I love, but it also has a stealth element. The story is, is great with the way that they tell it. Uh, but then I was going through and I was thinking, okay, well, let me let me go back to like my end retro, which would probably be Sonic Adventure Battle 2. Because uh, that's going to be my first that's going to be my first game where I get to meet Sonic. And I like that game to me, like as much as I want it to be a comfort game, I have a comfort level. And that's probably like the first level with Sonic, you know, with uh, Escape from City Escape. 
I where knew the, you were going to say City Escape. <laughs> the song kicks in. You do the epic slide down. You're running. It, it was a very iconic, gotta go fast Sonic level. Um, but I like I love all the Knuckles levels as well. Um, I thought his music in general was a little bit better than Rouge's. Uh, so that's why I liked playing as Knuckles more. Uh, but those, like to me, I'm like, oh, those were the levels that that greatly, greatly made uh, that that fran- that 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 game for me that I, that I loved. Do you have any like? Do you have, do you have games where you'll go back and be like, you know what? I just want to play to this one level, or I just if I can save at that level, I just want to play that level. Um, dang. Do I? Um, you know, I have no idea, honestly. I th- the thing about what you said with Sonic, though, is that. I think if Sonic Adventure 2, if all the levels were like City Escape, they don't even have to be like as intense. If all the levels were like Sonic levels in general in that game, I think that would probably have been the best Sonic game ever, in my opinion. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been the best Sonic game ever. But, you know, they did do that. They did the Tails thing with the mech, which was stupid. I'm not the biggest fan of the emerald collecting in that game the way they did it in the first game was fine but in this one it's a lot um in the second one it's a lot harder but um that's another story but to answer your question um i don't think so really um Mm. i can't think of anything right now unfortunately but um I will say this, which will it kind of falls in there a little bit, but Mario sixty four. I will enjoy Mario sixty four to its fullest, like as like it's a one of the greatest Mario games of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, gladly. The, yeah, until you go to the top floor and you go to those levels in the top and on the top floor of the game. With the uh, was it the uh, like the levels on the top four? We had like was it tiny huge island and uh, yeah, tall tall mountains. <clears throat> I I I really don't care for. The, I don't like those levels honestly. And don't get me started. I was like, on... I think my biggest level. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was like, my biggest one. I think was the ghost levels in that game. Like that, the entire ghost mansion. I think was the one that like always threw me. I like the I think that's my favorite level actually, the Ghost Mansion. <laughs> Cause it kind of I didn't even think there'll be a ghost house in that game. I was like, oh, there's a ghost house. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. I like the music in that game. <laughs> that's great um, music. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess I guess I'll put that. I'll kind of qualify Mario sixty four. Get up to like the ghost uh, mansion and then kind of stop there. I guess. Cause like um, I don't know. I think. Like that game, like every from the beginning all the way to like where you fight Bowser the second time. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's ten out of ten for me, and then you go to the top floor and it just kind of goes down a little bit. I don't know why. It's just I don't. I'm not. I've never been a fan of those levels on the top floor, and I spent. And don't get me started on TikTok clock and um. Oh God! Uh, I, yeah, no, that's. Go into it at a certain time. The time is frozen. Go into it at other times. It's moving. 
It's so dumb. I hate that level. Te- I hate it. And and technically, it's it's like when I say technically, like the technical aspect of if you go into it at three o'clock, it stopped. If you go in at nine o'clock, it stopped. But every other time, it's still moving, <clears throat> and you need to hit hit it at certain points. Like technically, like that is brilliant game design because I was like my favorite. Like if I had to have like a go to level of, uh, <clears throat> like any uh any game there, I I was like. I, I'm honestly going to say probably uh, in in Mario Odyssey, New Donk City, just because of, hey, I want you to go find these band members and you listen as the band member, because I think you find the drummer first and it doesn't really come in anything yet. Then you find the bassist and you're you're starting to like kind of go like, OK, well, what am I what, what am I feeling? What, what is this that we're kind of getting to? <clears throat> and then you go get the saxophone person. And then by the end of it, you have Pauline and they're using the one, one soundtrack to yeah, make this jump up that. superstar. And that, that to me is like, that's one level that I could save at the beginning and beat it just to hear that progression every time. Because I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is such a great celebration of Mario. This, it has like a lot of new elements to it, but all those elements are very much like, Hey, go find this. And we're going to build you this amazing surprise. And this like beautiful rendition of like play it as new Mario, play it as like Gen 2 Mario, and then you get to like, hey, one, up to the point where it's like, hey, you're playing as Mario from Donkey Kong. And it's like the fact that they went, Nope, we're going all the way back to Donkey Kong when he was throwing <laughs> barrels at you to go up to the top. I would like to me, that's one of those levels where I'm like, it's such a celebration that it's easily a comfort level. The music was astounding. And that's one of the few, like few games where I can be like, you know what, I can go here and play this level at any point in time, and be incredibly happy with it. Okay, I feel you on that. Yeah, that's a um, New Donk City. Also, I think that was like the probably the most uh, popular level in the game, from a lot of people. Uh, it had to be. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I remember it's like one of the first levels that actually showed in the trailer, actually. So yeah, when they saw that, I, was, I think everybody got excited. It's a Mario in the World world. <laughs> they didn't know what to expect in that in that game. Yeah, man, I do think Odyssey is a fun game though. I might actually play that sometime in the um down the road again. <laughs> um, Near I don't future. Think I, yeah, I might stream it again. You know, I haven't I haven't played it in a long time. But I've, I've gone through the main story and then I didn't play it since. Um, I should, man, I should give that game another go around because I remember that was one game I was super hyped for. I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest fan of collectathon games. I mean, I like them enough. I like them, but I'm not like over the moon about them. But I remember I played it. Um, I played it at a Target, and I was playing the game. And said, man, this is actually pretty good. This is really good. I'm really digging. It was the um. It was the desert level that they had. Oh, going yeah, through. the second world. Yeah, I was like, man, this is really fun. I'm, I'm enjoying this, and I don't know. It's just the way they had it. The way, the way it was built. I got to actually like experience firsthand what they were trying to do, and um, I don't know. It just, it just clicked with me. I said, like, okay, I get. Okay, I see what they're doing. I like this. This is fun. It was. It was there was a simplicity to it. It was a collectathon game. But there was simplicity to it because I feel like a lot of collectathon games in the N sixty four era. There were it's 
probably due to like I was younger. I didn't really know what the heck I was doing, but like mm-hmm. I get scarred sometimes thinking back then because I didn't know like let's look at Banjo Kazooie. Like you have to do a certain task to get a jiggy, and it's like I didn't know like what to do. I <laughs> like you have to go talk to this person. You have to do this. You have to beat this. Um, what's it called? This bonus stage or whatnot. And I didn't know how to do it or what I was supposed to do at the time. And, like, it kind of scarred me. And, but, like, with um, Mario Odyssey, it was just pretty simple. Maybe just because I was older, too, now, I knew what to do. I don't know. But, like... It could have been, like, like for me, it's when I was younger trying to play uh, like for me going back and playing like hack and slash RPGs, like Diablo two, um, I played it with my, my older brother for like, we'd, we'd probably rebuy it almost every summer and replay it. Uh, and like as an adult, knowing how to min max, I, I can now walk through that game with, with a lot more practice and ease than I could when I was younger. Cause I was like, Oh, this is, <clears throat> this is what I need to do to be successful here. Uh, whereas like those collectathon games, because like the the closest I'm gonna have is like Ratchet and Clank, uh, where it had like secret bosses and different levels and and things like that. But like playing it as an adult and understanding, hey, when you get to this boss, let them let them do like movements until you see everything repeat itself, and that way you can go, okay, he's gonna he's gonna wink with this giant eye, and then he's gonna punch you straight on, or he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna glow and he's gonna do a tail whip, and I, I think what you're saying there is like, yeah, those early collectathon games where it's like, Hey, here's this it, in order to, to hundred percent the game. So especially like Banjo Kazooie where I don't know how many jiggies there were, or, you know, uh, playing uh, uh, Mario 64, even where it was, Hey, you have to find all the red coins. You have to defeat the boss. You have to climb to all these weird areas. You have to unlock things. And then, Oh wait! Do you want the actual final thing? You have to like you have to go find a hundred coins, and you could easily miss that. Yeah. Um, and it's this very challenging aspect to it, especially when you're younger. So when you say like, yeah, it scars you. Yeah, I, I could easily see you being like, hey, I need to, I like going back and playing this. You get that childlike frustration of why was this made like that, and then you realize like <laughs> games came out once every like six years, so. It wasn't like it is now, where it's like every two months you've got a game that you have to play. Exactly. Yeah, another thing, too, is like they had a winning formula beforehand. Why did they change everything? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, collect-a-thon games could be... Um, I mean, nowadays I enjoy them, but back then I hated them with the passion. That's why I was gravit- gravitated towards the... Um, PlayStation more because you had Crash Bandicoot, which was not a collectathon. You had Spyro, which is a collectathon, but it's a very simple one. There's there's simplicity to it. You can um you don't um it it's not a uh, you're not gonna pull your hair out with it. I mean with except for like certain levels you do, but it's not a huge deal. And like with Ratchet and Clank, um Ratchet and Clank is just fun. I love that game. I didn't really feel that's like a much of a collectathon either, honestly. I thought that was like more so mission based and whatnot. But um I think the first collectathon that I actually like sat down and like really enjoyed was Jack and Daxter. Cause everything was just like so 
kind of close by. It was just simple. So, oh, you need these orbs. Oh, you just get a whole thing of orbs, like, right there. Just, like, the orbs are easy to collect and everything. I actually 100% of that game. Like, multiple times. The... I, I can see, I just remember, I remember, like, finding secret bosses, going back to find all the... All the all the money I could to upgrade and get like the best armor, the best guns. Uh, oh, so that's yeah. that's the reason I was like labeling it more of a collectathon. But we are hitting I'll our hour. That, yeah, yeah, we are hitting our hour mark here. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, where can we find you, and what are you up to? You can find me at Shambly Games on at YouTube. I'm also on Twitch. I won't be streaming on there for. At the moment, I'll be streaming on YouTube. I'll be ba- I'll let you know when I'll be back on Twitch. But um, right now I'm doing my YouTube. I'm at Shambly Games. Check out. Um, hopefully on Sunday I should have my review of Castlevania. But then after that I'll be doing a Resident Evil Three review and a little bit of a um a little bit of like a tribute video for um resident evil one since it is the 25th anniversary and um that's about it right now um we'll see what the future holds uh within the next couple of months all right and of course i will so this is actually be coming out the the first weekend so it'll be the previous sunday but i will have a link in here to your channel uh, where you can find uh, where we can find you as well as of course uh, specifically to the Sonic 2 video because like I said everyone please go watch it it was a great video on comfort games and then of course you can listen to this podcast on all your podcast platforms of choice Spotify uh, iTunes YouTube uh, you can ask Alexa play me and Alexa will do that as well uh, but thank you so much for being here Shambly I greatly appreciate having you on the show thank you for having me here I really appreciate it all right. And remember, you're all winners out there. Keep it weird and have a great rest of your day, everybody.